feel like I changed my mind like three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. No, well, no. Yeah, no. It's always a roller coaster with us. (laughs) Okay. Ship It Real Good podcast. My name is Erin, and I'm here with two very special guests to talk about Vita, Vita on Star Season 2. I have Amira and Aphrodite. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey. Long time no see. Um, I do believe the last time that we recorded a podcast together was when we were discussing Vita. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Season 1. Like, like a year ago. Yeah. Basically a year ago. <laughs> Were we ever so young? A year ago. I know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and like, honestly, uh, being, when Amir and I guested on your podcast, I think that gave us, like, inspiration Aww. because then we made our podcast happen. Uh, let's get our ship um, together. Yeah. Uh, let's get our ship together. The Queer, the queer Women of yes. Color Shipper Podcast. Um, so really we yes. have you to thank oh, our muse. Uh, we're getting everything Ch- going. Changing and- lives one podcast <laughs> yes. at a time. And how can people, what's your, what's your Twitter <laughs> handle? Um, so people out there know to follow you guys on Twitter It for sure. your podcast. I'm too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, uh, our, our, sh- our, sorry, our podcast can be tweeted at QWOC ship. And both Amir and I are also on on um, on that on Twitter as well. I'm at Aphrodite A P H R O D Y K E E. But you can find us on Twitter through the Queer Women of Color ship. Yeah, uh, my Twitter name is weird because it was after my old sugar glider pet name. So, <laughs> <laughs> woo! <laughs> Fantastic. Well, last time that we got together was really recapping season one because we were so inspired by this show. Um, a show that is led by uh, Tanya Siracho, mm-hmm. and it covers everything from gentrification, sexual identity, cultural identity, but very specifically the Latinx community, and and yeah. really, really pushes the boundaries <laughs> of her characters and storylines. Yeah. Um, and I think a really inspiring and unique th- unique thing that really hooked us in too is that not only is she um, an inspiring female showrunner and writer. But she's hired a staff who identifies female and has queer writers on her show as well. And every single episode Mm -hmm. in season two was directed by women. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very powerful because then the way that, you know, the the stories evolve um, is really through kind of the lens of either a queer woman's eye or someone who identifies as as a woman as well. So it's kind of an interesting perspective there. Mm but for the sake of yeah. time, I mean, you know, we could talk about this for days, oh, probably. Easily. <laughs> because we have a lot of feelings. We, we all three of us binge watched season two, and it's on Stars, by the way. You can even do a free trial of Stars to take a look at it. It's worth your damn money. Just go do it. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's only like five bucks a month after that. There's some really good t- content on there. Yeah. Um, but in any event, mm-hmm. we figure we'll go ahead and take a look at some some of the character arcs of some of the core characters on this show. Um, and what do we say? We want to start with Eddie, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Where do we begin yeah. with Eddie? We, we ended so, season one with Eddie, unfortunately, becoming a, a victim of, of, um, of violence mm-hmm. um, in the bar. 
And we begin season two with with Eddie recovering um, in the hospital and pretty much being bedridden at that at that stage. Yeah. Yeah, it's I honestly I I will say one thing. This show is not designed to make Mm, you comfortable. It is not like 100 percent. This this show gives you it is not set out for that. So if what you're looking looking for is like total escapism is what if what you're looking for is to not be in your feelings (laughs) about like queerness, violence, uh, grief, you're that's not. That's not the show for you. This show gets all the way into it. And seeing Eddie's grief seeing in season one and then seeing Eddie's like slow recovery was also really painful. You kind of watched. Um, I, I like that Eddie didn't recover right yeah, away. Yeah. And I like that Eddie didn't like we didn't pick up like several months into the future when Eddie was all back to mm. like back to healthy again. Instead, we had to watch Eddie like slowly like get used to their body again and, and require the help of others, including mm-hmm. Emma. So I liked, uh, I liked that that's what we got, but it was difficult for me to not see Eddie be happy yeah. for, for like almost the entirety of the season. And it was, it was hard. It was hard to watch. Yeah, absolutely. It was hard to see her in that position too, because it was that, I mean, is that feeling of helplessness. You could tell that she, she's someone that is used to being very self-sufficient but having to depend on other people and people where there's already friction, you know, involved yeah. with like Emma, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how that helped other characters um, evolve that were in the picture trying to help her. It was very interesting. Yeah. Just, just a quick question though, because I know Sarah, the actor who plays Eddie is non-binary, but do we know if how, what pronouns Eddie? That's an interesting uses? thing because like, I don't, I feel like, is she, are they referred to as her? Or yeah, they use, they? Like, they I use I female like pronouns for Eddie's character, female I noticed. Female pronouns for Eddie's character. And, mm-hmm. um, and refer to it as the wife. Yeah. Yeah, as, yeah. As uh, Vidalia's wife. Right, and she, mm-hmm. Eddie, yes. does not ever, okay. you know, seem to want to correct right. anyone or anything like that. Like, she, mm-hmm. I think she identifies also like that. Those are her preferred pronouns. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, although we're not using the term prefer- preferred as much anymore because it's personal really pronouns. Pronouns, oh, right? oh yeah. okay, it's got just, it. Yeah, it's just pronouns. It's just pronouns. So I think if we're referring to Sarah, the actor, use they and them, and then for Eddie, uh, she, her, or they, sure. them might mm-hmm. be fine. Um, yeah, I. So I think one of my favorite favorite scenes and the scene that like absolutely broke my heart was watching. Oh, Eddie I know Smith. it's. I saw that all over Twitter before I even watched the season. And then, and I was like, wow, like, what is this? What are they talking about? She's like smelling clothes. And then when I watched that episode, I was like really in tears. I mean, that was, first of all, such an amazing performance by Sarah. And I think that they deserve an award for that alone. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was like heartbreaking. And you just really felt the, the depth of Eddie's grief in that scene. I mean, my heart mm-hmm. was breaking for her. Yeah. Like, and also holding on yeah. to something I mean, from the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And knowing you have oh, to yeah. confront the present and the future, but still holding on to that past. And then the, it's almost like it was gone. Yeah. It, was, it was really yeah. deep. Yeah. I mean, that's a recurring theme for Eddie the uh-huh. whole season. They're cl- like, she's clinging to her past. Like, her body is broken, but her heart is yeah. even more 100%. broken, right? Mm-hmm. And it keeps... It, and it keeps breaking because, like, here's Eddie holding onto this shirt. And then, again, because, like, not something she could control or prevent, it gets washed. 
by Madi, and then you lose it. And we also watch Eddie, we, we, I love when the camera just focuses on Eddie's face every time Eddie has to lose yeah. something, when, like, when she sees the mural mm, painted yeah. on her the first time, when she sees the pool table being pulled away, when, like, so just having to watch her continual, continue to yeah. lose, continue to grieve. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing, too, is when, you know, watching things like the pool table leave and the, the mural get painted, it goes back to kind of a larger, um, you know, th- that focal point of the bar, where the bar was always mm-hmm. this place that people could belong no matter what, right? Especially, you know, in the Latinx community, LGBTQ community, it was a place of belonging, but then people who always felt they belonged starting to feel like they no longer belong. Yeah, anymore. yeah. And I mean, like, Eddie herself now feels like she no longer belongs mm-hmm. in this place that she, you know, helped build with Vita um, while they, you know, while Vita was alive. And so it's like taking a small piece away from her every time something, she loses something. Yeah. Um, so. And also. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And there's also the big revelation too that Eddie may not have been, you know, legally married. To Vita, yeah. So let's right? talk about that because and, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, this ties in a little bit with Emma's story arc, right? But, too, because she, uh-huh. in the very I first episode, <laughs> brings up the fact that they may not be legally married. Um, but she, she kind of sits on it for a while. And I just, I mean, obviously I was like really hating on Emma, even for like thinking that way or bringing it up at all. But the fact that she didn't bring it up until Eddie really like pushed her to her limit, seemingly, you know, Emma's limits. Um, Mm -hmm. and then she finally brings it up and then it's just like one more thing, of course, for Eddie to lose. Right. But like, yeah. I mean, what I, I mean, I get it. I know Emma has like hashtag mommy issues, right? Like she's like the poster child for mommy issues, but I just feel like it's a, it's a special kind of hatred to be a queer person and invalidate another queer person's relationship. You know, that's what she mm-hmm. does. I feel yeah. like at times though, cause if she can break someone else down, it almost makes her feel better about herself. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think no. it's that. I, I don't think no. it's that. I ha- I, I actually okay. have to confess mm-hmm. something. Oh, my God. And get ready for this. Uh-oh. Hold on. I'm clutching I'm trying- my phone. <laughs> <Come> on. Okay. <laughs> okay. I actually got annoyed oh. with Eddie in several, at several moments uh, during the season because I thought they were being unreasonable. Um, you know, you're recovering, and Emma, as much as you don't connect with her as, like, whatever emma is also like keeping things going so that you can focus on recovery and she has that pressure and i felt yeah yeah and i and i and like emma liquidated her entire savings Mm -hmm. so that they could stay housed and safe in their own home there was nobody else who could save uh who could save eddie or lynn from like just you know losing everything um and so i think eddie's resistance to change is understandable because she's still grieving the loss of vita the loss of the neighborhood um uh, the loss of her um independence and her mobility now that she's disabled um i i felt that eddie was not sufficiently grateful Mm, yeah for uh for what emma was actually doing for eddie like maybe emma's kind of mean 
but like she's I completely stuff. agree um, and so that <laughs> I mean hard. I agree and it's you know, it's hard I, to come yeah. to terms with because I was getting annoyed with her but I was like I get where you're coming from Eddie but like you need to chill like just just a little bit you know what I mean <laughs> uh, I get it but it's just yeah. like it's just all of the emotions right it's suffering loss it's loss of your partner it's loss of your mobility it's loss of finances it's loss of the bar you found a home in yeah. And at the same time, like as much as I want to give Emma a break for taking control, control is her means of controlling as well. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I st- still puts on this ice queen thing that I'm just yeah. so over. Yeah. I mean, and Aaron, to your point <laughs> like, earlier, I'm not trying to trash. No, Emma, of course. I, but I agree with you, too, that she kind of does that because I feel like when she tears others down, it sort of makes her like world philosophy become correct right yeah like become correct no one's yeah. worth trusting all relationships are shams like that kind of <laughs> extremist like points of view on <laughs> on um things that just seemingly tend to upset her i guess mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah but that's the that's the difference between emma and eddie emma is trying to protect herself mm-hmm. from disappointment mm-hmm. yeah. um and, and and like and that's and so she's a, a cynic and a realist to a, to the point where she's almost unfeeling. Yeah. Eddie, on the other hand, believes in some kind of ideal. Um, Eddie believes in a world where they can hold on to the bar and the neighborhood and everything in the past, and Eddie can still sniff the shirt mm-hmm. with Vita's scent on it uh, and not go forward and not have to accept that compromise is necessary because the world only spins forward. Um, so I think Eddie sets herself up for disappointment um by having such lofty i think uh fantasies um instead of instead of like getting down into the get down into the nitty-gritty of like this is the stuff we have to give up so that the bar can stay open and so that we right, can keep right. the tenants mm-hmm. here um and emma's like you know if they, they both need they both have growing to do to do that's that's the main <laughs> takeaway there like eddie needs to come down from her high horse and Emma needs to let go and like maybe oh, yeah, look yeah. around. Mm, she needs to do a lot she, of looking she around. She needs to do a, but, a lot okay. of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Emma needs to do a lot of looking around, yeah. including within herself. But I, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like. I, I know I'm being very hard on Emma, but Emma's character arc. I was really hoping that I would see a little chipping away of the Ice Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it just got worse. It got icier. And I try to understand what she's going through because there's some weird parts of her that I like, I don't like personally identify with her character in its entirety at all. (laughs) But like, there's some parts that I understand, you know, like trying, like being the person that people rely on in the family, being the person that's always there to hold it together. Mm -hmm. Also being a woman who left her community, comes back, or is also kind of getting judged in terms of cultural identity. Like, are you, you know, oh, are you um, Latin enough? Are you brown enough Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm, us right mm -hmm. now? Or like, you're not, Mm -hmm. you're not brown enough. You're not white enough. I mean, even coming down and getting judged for, you know, using Cholula on her tacos. Like, just the littlest (laughs) things. Like, a girl is under a microscope, and I can get that a little bit because that shit happens in the Latinx community. Like, it happens. Um, but it's also, you know, goes to the greater issues of, you know, gentrification, uh, cultural identity, which are all themes that make you uncomfortable in this show. 
Um, but mm-hmm. our, it, but it really, it's important in terms of like how these characters are evolving and trying to like step back and think about why these characters are the way they are. Like, what are some of the outside forces <laughs> that are influencing um, them as characters? And Emma, there's just a, I was, like I said, I was hoping that we'd see the chipping away of the Ice Queen. But like you said, Aphrodite, like, I think she, she it's a, easy for her to default to being numb when situations get rough. And I think that's why you see her, mm. you know, like fucking the guy that's working on the bar, you know, right. and like doing these mm. things. It's just, she really just uses people. But then there's times where you start yeah. to empathize and feel bad for her, like the wedding, <laughs> like, yeah. Crema. Yeah, yeah. Crema. I mean, I was like hoping after the end of the last, how the last season ended, Mm. I thought that Emma already had grown. You know what I mean? Because they like, they had that moment like her and Lynn, like they were deciding, you know, we're going to do this. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought that, I thought that their relationship between each other had evolved. I thought that Emma's character had evolved a little bit, but it just seemed like she's still Mm -hmm. stunted like throughout this whole season. And so it was really frustrating, yeah. especially just the way she treats everyone, like people that she hires to do work for her. She's just so like rude, like and abrasive. And it's like, I don't know why you, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I felt like it was, it was too much. Yeah. <laughs> and like the thing that we like, yeah, I'm sorry, think, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to talk a little bit about um, Emma and her not recognizing Eddie's mm. marriage as legitimate. Mm. Um. And I think, I think that like of all the things that were ice queen about Emma, mm-hmm. that was the most painful thing as a queer mm-hmm. viewer to watch a queer person deny the, the, like another queer person's yeah. love, yeah. you know? Um, it's, it's sort of like, I mean, some of this is just Emma has wants, wants to see, wants revenge against Vita. Vita kind of fucks stuff up for everybody, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because Emma even says to Eddie, you realize Vita did this to us, that Vita's been, Vita is just full of lies. And she doesn't, and Eddie doesn't mm-hmm. believe Emma until the end, when they find out, like, that Vita lied about all yeah, the things. Vita they... was still married to a husband who was yeah. still very alive. And Lynn and Emma might, And that's yeah. why their marriage was never mm-hmm. legitimate. And Lynn exactly. and Emma might have different daddies, too. Different yeah. daddies. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right? That's, and so some of this is, like, when I mentioned earlier about, like, the Eddie versus Emma, Eddie wants to believe in the fantasy, and Emma is, true rooted, is too rooted in the reality, but to a point it's, where it's, yeah. like... It's like paralyzing, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. To, for a queer it's paralyzing person. to Emma. Yeah, when a when a queer person when a queer person hurts another queer person, it hurts even mm-hmm. more. And the kind of like policing that Emma went through is interesting because Emma was also doing that kind of work with Eddie in that she was deciding like you are you are not legally married, and so I technically do not owe you. Yeah, it. yeah. You know, um, so like. Yeah, so she has her own idea of what's just and not, and usually her own idea of what's just is kind of, like, sometimes lined up with, like... Well, it's whatever's convenient to her at the time, right? Like, Like, straight white people. You know? she. I mean, she would be supporting queer relationships, whether or not they're legal, um, if it was in line with her interests, right? But at the same time, because Mm -hmm. this is not in line with her interests, she does not want Eddie to be a part owner with her she's saying that, oh, well, it's yeah. not actually legal, yeah. so. <laughs> I have a question yeah. for both of yeah. you, though, and it's one that I posed to my friend Natasha, who um, 
who uh, we co-binged this together. <laughs> um, where we basically hit play at the same time and then scratched. Oh, good. Hey, it's good to have a <laughs> like, binge buddy. Yeah. Going through yeah. this. I have a question for you. Okay, so like, what would you have done if you were in Emma's shoes? Would you have paid for all of those hospital bills? Um, and would you have basically housed Eddie? Like this is you, you already have all your feelings about, about your mom. And then you find out your mom has a secret wife, but would you pay for your dead mom's secret non-wife to have, to get rid of all their medical debt? Like, is that something you would give up your own savings to do? So I'm I mean, putting that question. Out I can't answer that because I don't know oh, wow. the details of her financials. Like if I felt that I could budget it and at least help, I probably would. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like, Okay, I have like a pretty contentious relationship with my dad, if I'm being honest. So if I found out that after my dad Mm -hmm. died, he had like a secret gay lover, I don't even know what I would think, to be totally honest with you. (laughs) But but if this guy was like really nice and like needed help and wasn't directly asking me for help, I'm not going to lie. I would probably try to help him out if I was able to. Um, Cause I'm just, I'm just trying to think of like the closest Ooh. situation that I could have to, you know, cause like I'm really close to my mom, so mm. I can't relate like on that same level, but you know, that's, I, I would try is, is my, is my answer. Yeah. Uh, um, probably not. Wow. <laughs> Being honest. I think yeah. it depends. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it depends. Yeah. Like it depends how close I was to them. Like if I had no relationship with them, it, it, I don't know. It's it's hard, but then because but then it's like okay if they meant something to my family member, you know. I but don't it's know. your family like, member I, that you didn't position, really like. I, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. Probably not. I'm like you're, I'm sorry. You're Mom's got, I got I got I got bills to pay myself. So yeah. <laughs> uh, no, probably not. So I think that's a good point because I'm like, man, we're really being hard on Emma. But it's just like. <laughs> existential crisis right now i'm like wait oh shit my bad person i'm gonna pay hospital bills i don't know um yeah <laughs> but no i guess i'm just not as nice of a person as a man <laughs> like i'm very giving yeah but i just don't think i would milk my savings now that i think about it for a family member mm-hmm. i had a contentious relationships with secret lover like or wife like or i don't yeah, yeah i don't know i feel yeah. like i wouldn't see you know because in the yeah. show we're seeing eddie as like this tender-hearted soft butch that we're all like feeling for, right? I mean, especially mm. in season one. Season two, I don't know. I mean, we can talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But I, I feel like if it was a real life person, and like I said, I emphasize like if they were nice, like to me, if I felt like they meant well and they weren't directly asking me for help, so I didn't think that they were like trying to swindle me, I would just see them as like a queer person in need, I think, in that time. You know what yeah. I mean? Not not yeah. as like yeah. in relation to whatever family member I did or did mm-hmm. not like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also looking yeah. at the nature of why, how she was put in the hospital and why. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's where I yeah, would soften up in that situation. You know, it's yeah. not like she was, I don't know, yeah. jet skiing on vacation and took a bad Right. Bath. Like, <laughs> she wasn't being like, dumb. Like, yeah. she was, she, it was yeah, a hate crime. you know, I mean, this, yeah, it was a hate crime. Yeah. It was, a, you know, it was a violent act here. And yeah. so I think I might yeah. be willing to assist in that type of situation. I changed your mind, huh? <laughs> mm. I mean, we, they do organize that fundraiser, or Lynn tries to help organize a fundraiser. Oh, Lynn. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I actually think that's what mm. I would have yeah. done. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like I would have organized a, a fundraiser and tried to get like rich people there and not just yeah, right. the community. <laughs> um, and and then like and then make a large donation myself. Yeah. Um, and like and then not ask for any of it any of it back. So I feel like that would be the middle ground, but like that's also not Emma's style. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not sappy or sentimental. Um, but like, I probably would not give up my savings. No, um, no, no. Yeah. I feel like that's very yeah. reactive. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I just wanted to put that question out there. Not because I think we're being unduly critical of Emma. <laughs> she deserves our criticism. Um, but, like, <laughs> um, but like, if I was Eddie and someone just paid my hospital bills, mm. you know, I would be a little more grateful. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, so anyways, no, I no, it's okay. Sidetrack no, that's a good, that question. Was a good question. I feel like I changed my mind yeah. like three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh hell no. Oh yeah. No, well, it, no. Yeah, no. It's always yeah. a roller coaster with us. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I just, I want to, this oh. is like, this is like, go, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, go, you, you finish. <laughs> I was saying this is like that. You remember like the last podcast we did, that was like the soft crema, hard crema conversation. Right, right. <laughs> Where Aphrodite brought it back around and made Amira and I feel like we were just like nasty. Yeah, I, I know. You like smut shamed us. were like, I we say. just want the sex. And then Aphrodite's like, well, Aww. come on, they were spooning and like Emma has feelings now. And we totally got slut shamed. It was great. Here we are again. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah, go Yeah, ahead. I just want to say, like, with, with Eddie's storyline, I mean, the one caveat I had with it um the the little bone I want to pick with the writers is I felt like the the storyline didn't really get tied up I mean we see Eddie you know Mm. recovering going through several losses um just the reminder of like the the larger loss right of Vita herself um and then she finds out that Vita was still married to a man that's alive she goes to Mm. see him he's like a, a pastor and then, and so she goes to see him at his church, and we don't see his face, which makes me think they just did not yet cat and cast an actor to play him. Um, and so I'm like low key worried that he's going to become a part of the story because legally he is a part owner. He just doesn't know anything about what's going on over there. But I don't know if the writers are going to work in, you know, him finding out and demanding part ownership or like you know, something like that. Cause that is not a story I want to see, obviously, but it just, yeah. it kind of worries me. It was like <laughs> yeah. a mini cliffhanger yeah. almost, but I just, I also was like, Eddie didn't get any sort of like, nothing really happened. Nothing like developed with Eddie. Yeah. Well, yeah. we got a new season coming. That's through. true. They just got a new yeah. one. So, right. I think some, uh, yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like Eddie, Eddie's entire storyline was about like loss and disillusionment. Um, like realizing that Vita, because like she, Eddie like put mm-hmm. Vita on a pedestal and Vita ended up just lying to her. Um, and that's something to, to, that's really hard to come back from. So I really hope that in season three, Eddie finds joy. I would love for not, maybe not Eddie dating, but like maybe somebody is and interested with Eddie and in they Eddie. Don't know what to yeah. do about it. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Yes. But like Eddie is still desirable. And I think some of it is because like, Eddie is like very visibly gender mm-hmm. non-conforming mm. too, and also not like and also not like skinny. 
and we don't get that. We get like, we don't get many characters who are like mm-hmm. that, who are like mask of center and um and like gender nonconforming and like I would say body yeah, nonconforming. Yeah, that's too. a good point. Um, so I would love for Eddie to be seen as desirable yes. by somebody else. I would kill for and that. To, and to like and to feel sexy again. Right? <laughs> I know, right? I, I want Eddie to be happy. Yes, I want Eddie, Eddie to be happy. Happiness. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And and I and I hope we see in season three that we do see that and that we do see the bar thrive and that people have this sense of belonging mm-hmm. there once mm-hmm. again, but in a new light. And I think it starts to allude to that because I know we We've talked a lot about Eddie. We've mentioned Emma, but there's also Madi as well. Right. And you see a little character mm. arc there too. Yeah, right? it's that chingona life to now. Yeah, oh, becoming a little what am disillusioned. I, what am right? I doing yeah. now? Yeah. What am I doing now? And and how can I help? And so that's uh, that's an interesting thing. And I'd like to see more development of her character in season three as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did love the scenes I know. between Maddie and yeah. They were so sweet. And even Johnny and Eddie. Yeah. I mean, that, that scene where he gave yeah, her a haircut, I mean, as somebody with short hair, I just, like, I really felt that mm. because it's, like, yeah, you really feel like yourself again. You know what I mean? When you're, like, you've got, like, the fresh mm-hmm. cut. You're, like, feeling good. You're not, like, all, like, shaggy and shabby yeah. kind of. <laughs> um, we don't want no shaggy and yeah, shabby. Yeah. We want some fresh cut. Yeah. And so it's, like, just, like, kind of a little glimpse of of... Eddie, you know, like seeing herself again, but...